When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What? We just like to sing along with Adam Levine. Don't look at us like that. And every show, we like to begin with the three things we think you need to hear to be in the know today on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and the three at 1203. Give me three. You got it. It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Three it is. It's the magic number. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Okay, so uh, this is a recording of a call made to the 999 system in England. That is the equivalent to our 911 uh, system. Uh, And she had what she thought was a very important Mm, question. Um, You'll hear. Just listen. Hello, ambulance. Patient breathing. Hello, I need some advice, darling, please. Is the patient breathing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all I right, patient. I just need some advice. What advice is it that you need? Um, I've got a box of eggs in the fridge. One of them was cracked, and the box has been open in the fridge overnight. Can you keep your box of eggs open in the we fridge? This is the ambulance service. We can't advise you about eggs, I'm afraid. Who can we ring? Not 999. This is the ambulance service. Um, she wanted to know if she one of them is crap can i keep it open in the fridge all night um also i thought in england they didn't keep their eggs in the fridge they don't so i think she put it in the fridge to keep it safe because one of them was cracked also listen i was trying to get into the headspace of a person who feels like that's an appropriate phone call to make and the only thing i could think of again trying to apply logic to somebody who clearly doesn't have any i was thinking well maybe she was worried that she would get ill from it and she was trying to prevent actually having to call the 999 and she thought maybe they would know but still also do you have anything that has google on it I'm asking her. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Google that. That's a Google thing. That's not a call emergency thing. I'm trying to find, and I can't, and I apologize because I'm, I'm just doing this on the fly, but there is a series, and now I can't remember which streaming service. It was probably Hulu, where they, uh, what are you? Yelling? I remember you talking about this. Where they go uh, behind the scenes of a gr- British grocery store. Yep. Um, and they tell you, like, strawberries. How do strawberries happen? Like, how do they get to the grocery store? Why are there strawberries all the time? And they literally take you through the supply chain, but, like, from the point of growing. And it really dispelled a lot of, like, myth, myths mm-hmm. that I had about grocery stores. Now, that said, our grocery store system is probably a little different because the United Kingdom is so much smaller and they can do things a little differently. But, like, the way they, they allow... like. How do we always end up with bananas the same color arriving at the same time? Right. It's really fascinating. Um, 
and I apologize for not having the... Was it called Supermarket Secrets? Was that it? Uh, let's see. Supermarket Secrets. Where are you seeing this? On the Google box. Um, oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. Yep. That's yep. it. It was a BBC Secrets. special. So it is it on Hulu? Uh, it's on... Uh, I don't know. Anyway. If not... Yeah. It's something you can see. Uh, it's It might be on BritBox, unfortunately, which I know none of you are subscribing to. I have a, an issue with British TV, so I do subscribe to that. But if you can find it at all, I wish there was an American counterpart. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've now bogarted a good chunk of no. today's segment. It's all good. Bye. Bye. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. All right. Now I need you to all to keep track of this. All right. So... Remember the other day when uh, Megyn Kelly clapped back to um, Jane Fonda's clap back? Well, now Ann Curry is clapping back to Megyn Kelly's clap back to Joan Fon- Jane Fonda's Joan Crawford, whatever She's clap dead. back. Okay, so there's a lot of clapping. There's a lot of clapping back. Here's Ann Curry inserting her clap. The reason you don't see it is because journalists are not supposed to be the story. We're supposed to be, and it's a struggle, I think, for everyone to be, but Mm -hmm. we're supposed to be humble. We're supposed to use whatever time we're given to shine a light on other stories. I mean, there are so many stories that we're not covering, Mm -hmm. and to, to take time with this feels exactly... She should have just said, Jane should have just said... Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, clap back, Ann Curry. So if if you were wondering where that came from, that is Ann Curry. And so it's not like she was just speaking extemporaneously about this when nobody actually asked. She was on The View yesterday, and they played that segment, and they were all sharing their commentary on it. But I do kind of love mm, the vinegar in Ann Curry's voice as she's talking about Megyn Kelly Mm -hmm. and um, discussing what exactly it is about Megyn Kelly that makes her maybe not a great journalist. You know, it's supposed to be humble, which is interesting, though. But like Megyn Kelly is not being a journalist in that moment. Megyn Kelly is being a talk show host. And I think those are two entirely different things. I think the problem with Megyn Kelly is she's inartful. In she has not found her appropriate voice, right? For that medium of the talk show host. So I think that's where it's awkward. And also, it's just, it was really just tone deaf. Like, I didn't like what this lady said about me on another show. So I'm going to bring up her record from Vietnam. Yeah. What? What does that have to do with anything? Ridiculous. And also, read the room. Everybody loves Jane Fonda right now. Everybody's like, excuse me, we love you. You're 100 years old and you look like you're 12. Do it. And here it is behind door number one. All right. We have not talked about this story. Monique, the comedian, the legend, the icon, the actrice. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been going off lately and uh, calling a lot of people out, among them Amy Schumer, Oprah, and others. And she's also calling for a boycott of Netflix. Let's listen Ooh. to uh, some words that she has been uh, saying lately. Hey, my loves. It's Monique and Sydney. And we've been in a lot of conversation in reference to bankability, so we thought we'd do a little fact checking. We got some information from Box Office Mojo. In 2017, Amy Schumer did a film called Snatch. That film made $45 million domestically. In 2016, I did a film called Almost Christmas. That film made $42 million domestically. 
Amy Schumer's budget for Snatch was $42 million, and it made $45 million. And it was in how many theaters? 3,511. That's a $3 million profit. Almost Christmas budget was $17 million, and it made $42 million. That's a $25 million profit. And how many theaters was it in? 2,379. Could somebody please make it make sense? And can you see the disparity in that number and what bankability really is? Okay, so that's a little bit of Monique. Uh, I was told there was not going to be math today, no, and I was you carrying don't have to some do the math. ones. You okay, don't have good. to do the math. Oof. Here's the thing: um, Netflix uh, basically lowballed her uh, for a special, offering her just about five hundred thousand dollars. Now, do you remember how much Amy Schumer got from Netflix? Uh, a ba- a ba- a millions. A, a she got millions, tens load. of millions of dollars. I think she got. Uh, uh, 19 or no 12 I don't know somewhere in the region of like 10 to 12 million dollars mm-hmm. um, you know Chris Rock 20 million dollars Dave Chappelle I mean tens of millions of dollars right these comedians have gotten mm-hmm. and she's like hey why am I only being offered 500,000 on the surface if you don't know Monique very well and you have not been paying attention to Monique you might think to yourself well honey maybe you just haven't been doing as much oh. but as you heard she you know there was talking about a film that comparison was a little wonky because there's another movie Amy Schumer I think uh, was a little bit um, more successful at bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars but she was trying to make a point and in her point um, it should be taken the problem is a lot of people are not having it um, you'll remember I think it was like a year ago or maybe more that this whole story about her being blackballed came out mm-hmm. anyway uh, after they lowballed her $500,000 and Netflix is like well you don't really I mean what do you do you know Amy Schumer she does things what do you do I went to Monique's IMDB because I was reading an article about her um, and I just wanted to refresh my memory. Right, like what has she been doing? So because there was this comparison, she says at one point, I am the most decorated comedian. Now, Monique says that. Yeah. Now yep. you would say to me, I mean, really? Well, I, I mean, I Yeah. I mean, my first response the is most decorated, like, do, are, are, you know, right. It doesn't feel like. Yeah. Now, you'll remember, of course, she won an Oscar, Mm -hmm. so she has won some awards. Well, then I go to IMDb, and sure enough, get this. I'm going to tell you the difference between Monique and Whoopi. Monique has won an Oscar, and she's also gotten another 56 awards. Oh, wow. And 25 other nominations, right? 56 wins plus an Oscar plus 25 other nominations. Uh, Whoopi for in comparison one Oscar 54 other wins hmm. so I guess I hadn't even appreciated how much Monique has contributed yeah I mean I know obviously she's hilarious an amazing comedian uh, like a leader in comedy but um, so it is not hard for me to understand why she is upset that Netflix essentially Lowballed like, her, gate, like through her table. And they scraps. haven't a- adequately yeah. explained the huge difference between Amy Schumer. Like again, there's there's a little bit of like people are the things that they judge to determine how much is somebody is paid in entertainment. I don't understand that sausage making process. Mm-hmm. Um, but five hundred thousand dollars versus that's an insult. 
beyond versus like, let's say $15 million. Ridiculous, right? That is horrible. So I feel like people should listen to her, but there's this whole thing about her being blackballed uh, or blacklisted. And um, I don't remember why it was that she said that that happened or if we ever knew. Because wasn't it Tyler Perry? Holly, I feel like you would know details. Wasn't it Tyler Perry who told her, honey, you're not, or no, it wasn't Tyler Perry. Uh, 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 Lee Daniels, maybe somebody told her at the time, you're not playing the game. Ah, yeah, well, she was criticized for that when she was uh, in the Oscar con- contention for uh, Precious because she wasn't going out and doing press at the time. She wasn't oh, going sure. out and doing all the things that a lot of people are told that they need to do in order to win major awards. And she was not playing that. But despite the fact that she was not going out there and doing press as an Oscar nominee, she won the award and she won many awards. Yeah. And she's, you know, uh, again, I think she's right to be you know, frustrated that Netflix would come back to her and be like, oh, okay. Anyway, things soured at Netflix. She has since now uh, been calling for a boycott and is not mincing words. So, I mean, listen, I will listen to her because, like you said, Bradley, it's not like she just woke up in Hollywood yesterday. She has been, she's, she's done a lot of great work. I'm curious to hear what her views are. Um, and I, yeah, I, was that, what was that on? Was that on her Instagram? That audio that we just listened to? That was a podcast, to? I okay. believe. All right. All right. Well, we're going to start focusing on Monique. How about that? Yeah. When we come back, though, we got to focus on a dirt alert. Holly's bringing the dirt alert today on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Recently overheard on Donna and Steve. Docs quack in different accents. Depending on where they're from, do a duck quack. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, stop. God. <laughs> that started off so embarrassing and then extremely offensive. Here, let me try it with my mouth this time. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh. oh, oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> Donna and Steve, 9 to noon on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Holly Roberts has arrived with the dirt in our ah, dirt alert. Yes, I have arrived with some dirts and some dirts. Uh, well, we'll start off in the world. I've got of, some dirts here. I've got some dirts for you. And we're going to start off in the world of sports where ex-team USA Gymnastics doctor Larry Nassar has been sentenced to 40 to 170. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. 
25 years in prison for molesting many of the girls and young women who are a part of USA Gymnastics. Again, this man is lower than the lowest of the low. Yeah. And this is quite deserved. Yeah. And, and if you've been following the story, the judge in a Michigan courtroom, she has allowed many of these young women to tell their stories in public, on the record, in front of cameras. And it has been uh, very disturbing, to say the least. Absolutely. Listening, listening to these women tell their stories about how this doctor molested them at a young age, took advantage of them and took advantage of his position of power. And the judge said that this was a death sentence for him. Goodbye. Uh, And Larry Nassar really had the nerve to say the following. He said, I was a good doctor because my treatments worked and those patients that are now speaking out were the same ones that praised and came back. Oh, you are disgusting. He then Um, stated, now the victims are seeking the media attention and financial reward. Okay, again, I would have tacked on an extra 175 years to his sentence for his attitude. He oh okay. Can I also just mention that one of the people who did speak out at his uh, trial was Michaela Maroney, and this yes. was a big deal because there was a lot of talk about um, a settlement that she had made with the U- USA Gymnastics, mm-hmm. where she would have been fined for speaking out, and then they waived that fine so that she could speak out. Right, and in in her. Um, in in her um, statement against Larry Nassar, she among the many things she says, she literally said, "I thought I was going to die." Yeah, think about what that must have been like. Yeah, and she was not alone. Yeah, in times about one hundred and sixty oh, exactly. Odd women. Uh, oh. yeah. yeah, I was listening to testimony earlier this morning from a young woman. I'm sorry, I don't know her name, but she said that she injured herself so that she would not have to go and be <sighs> treated by Dr. Larry Nassar and be at the U.S. Gymna- gymnastics facility. And I will say that uh, a couple days ago, three USA Gymnastics board members have resigned because not only are the testimony of these young women, they're going after the doctor specifically, but after the organization USA Gymnastics that enabled this person to continue to work. Okay, so that is my question because that was you know one of the first things I thought. Well, like of course I'm 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 glad that he is um, having to serve time for the horrible things that he did. Yeah. But as we've seen in so many cases recently, coming out of uh, Hollywood specifically, there was a network of people that covered for this behavior. Yeah. How are they going to be held accountable? Well. Like I just said, three board members of USA Gymnastics resigned a couple of days ago. However, I don't know if there's going to be uh, any kind of criminal charges against these people for enabling Larry Nassar to continue treating young women and then molesting them under the guise of being a doctor for USA Gymnastics. You know, it, and it is. And the girls and women specifically pointed out that they were let down by so many mm-hmm. people in that organization. It's just awful. Yeah, it's just awful. So... Goodbye. Yeah. Never want to see or hear from you ever, ever again. But somebody that we may want to hear from is Elton John. He announced today that he is officially retiring from touring, but not before a final global 300 show tour that's starting in September. So if you have not seen Elton John in concert, you may have an opportunity to do so because of more than 300 dates.
300 does, dates, that's exhausting. Um, does he say why other than he's just a lazy turd? <laughs> no, he's not a lazy turd, Bradley. He said, my priorities have changed in my life. He was speaking about his husband, David Furnish, and their children. Well, yeah, they they have, have yachts to sit on. I uh, know they it's have, hard. I, I know, With Bradley. Butt, hang, remember when he mooned those people? Do I ever? Do I you don't remember un- that? You don't unsee that. I, yeah, he said that when we had children, it changed our lives. And he said in 2015 that he sat down with his husband (laughs) with a school schedule and said, I don't want to miss any of this. And so Elton John's priorities are his young children and he wants to be around for them. I got to say, listen, I can't hate him for that. That's that's pretty amazing to be able to make a huge life changing decision about a career that you have enjoyed for decades uh, and and are and have been very celebrated for um, and to make that decision. For all the right reasons. Yeah, he promises it will be a big production, and most of the outfits are going to be made by Gucci. Well, well, <laughs> so are mine. <laughs> not going to be. Oh, are, they're not going to be made by. They'll be made by Gucci. Yeah, something G-O-C-C-I, like that. G O C C I, not Gucci, but Gucci. And finally, uh, we talked about this at the Dirt Alert in the top of the hour. But Joey Fatone, he wants us to pay attention to him because he says InSync will not reunite with Justin Timberlake during the Super Bowl halftime we show. We did not think they would, and nobody no. actually cares. And nobody yeah. wanted to also, see Also, remember the last time they did a reunion, and I'm putting that in loose quotes. Remember? No, you don't, because it <clears throat> sucked. Ooh. It was horrible. Google it. All right, when we come back. Thank you, Holly. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, we do need somebody to play the 30-second pop culture challenge. We've got 30 seconds and five questions. You could win a prize if you get them all right. 651-641-1071, our 30-second pop culture challenge, coming up. Go. My Talk 1071. Everything. Entertainment. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five questions. And if you get them all right, you could win a prize. It's called the 30 Second Pop Culture Challenge. And we only do it at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Hey. And this is your 30 Second Pop Culture Challenge. 30 Second Pop Culture Challenge. Who's playing today, Colleen, and what are they playing for? We've got Danielle on the line. And, Halls, what's Danielle playing for? A four-pack of sick tickets to see Paddington 2. Danielle. Hi. The timer will begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. The movie Field of Dreams is about what sport? Baseball. Jeffrey, the mascot of Toys R Us, is what kind of animal? A giraffe. Donnie Wahlberg was a member of which boy band? NKOTV. Who plays the character Rambo? Oh, Sylvester Stallone. The TV show Daria was a spinoff of what animated series? Beavis and Butthead. Yay! Holy buckets! Good job, okay, Danielle. I'm pretty sure we just made history. Danielle, congratulations. You are the second person in a row to win the 30-second pop culture challenge. Oh, we're on a heater. Yes, we are on a heater. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Is that a good thing? It's positive. Okay, it's good. good. We're on a heater. It's fire, you guys. Uh, hang tight, Danielle. We're going to get your information so that you can get that prize. And congratulations to you. That was kind of exciting. Yeah, no. Two I in mean, a row. has not happened. So. Yeah, that Kudos, is, yeah, that has never happened. 
Now, uh, we do love to play the 30-second pop culture challenge, but we also love to solve a good mystery. And we like to do that in the form of solving blind items provided by Holly Roberts. And a little thing we like to call blinded by the item. Blinded by the item. Our first blind item has to do with a reality star. Oh, fun, yay. I love this. Yes, a reality star. Here we go. Don't believe the hype. No one offered anything close to what this reality star says was offered for photos. The highest offer was barely six figures, and there were a ton of conditions attached. No one was going to be dumb enough to cough up mid-seven figures. If someone had, then their whole stance on selling pictures would have been completely different. One, two, three. Kim and Kanye. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that is so obvious, right? Because, of course, they were going to go out and say that they were offered a bajillion dollars. But that's against our morals. Yeah. Okay, Holly, let's fill in the blank. Let's fill in the blank. Kim Kardashian, don't believe the hype. No one offered anything close to what she says was offered for photos. Those photos being of her new child, Chicago. The highest offer was barely six figures, and there were tons of conditions attached. No one was going to be dumb enough to cough off mid-seven figures. If someone had, then Kim Kardashian's whole stance on selling pictures would have been completely different. Yeah. Because remember, Kim Kardashian said selling pictures of her newborn child was against her morals. Yeah. Um, But apparently lying, not against your morals. What do you mean lying? Like saying that they had turned down, oh, you know, that came oh, yeah, right out yeah. of their camp, right? Like that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, st- oh, I'm sure I somebody said, that. I bet you could get seven figures, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, no, we can't do that. <sighs> All right. Shall we move on to Let the next us. one? Yes. Let us. This blind item from crazydaysandnights.net has to do with a teen mom. A teen mm-hmm. mom. This teen mom had one injection too many recently and now has a portion of her face paralyzed. (laughs) How funny. It will wear off in the next few weeks, but apparently it is quite the sight to watch her try and eat. She has the most bizarre things happen to her because she goes to the least expensive clinics she can find. Now, I will add that this blind item has been confirmed, so there is a name attached to it from crazydaysandnights.net. Is that name Farrah Farrah Abraham? Abraham? Oh! Could it be? In all fairness, like... In all fairness? Exactly. (laughs) What um, teen mom would we be talking about other than Farrah? I mean, there's a bunch of, like, um, I would call them the B-Squad teen moms. They're the ones that are on the second version of Teen Mom, Teen Mom 2. I'm not into those teen moms, but I will tell you, I can can give you basic attendance of the other ones. Um, Caitlin uh, has entered rehab again yeah and uh so she's not getting injectables um amber is uh i believe pregnant again so i'm thinking she's not probably doing the injectable thing and macy book out she's got three kids uh and she's never really injected herself to begin with she's kind of happy with the way she looks and she should be as we all should be we so let's fill in the blank again about Farrah Abraham as I'm Googling to see if there are pictures of no, this. Not. Dang it. Farrah Abraham had one injection too many recently, and now a portion of her face is paralyzed. It will wear off in the next few weeks, but apparently it is quite the sight to watch Farrah try and eat. She has the most bizarre things happen to her because Farrah goes to the least expensive clinics she can find to put things in her face. Yeah, mm. of course she does, because most of the time it's like trade, probably. Well, remember on her Instagram account, 
I think a couple months ago, she was uh, doing some rejuvenation uh, of her downstairs. Of, yes, rejuvenation uh-huh. of her downstairs at this clinic that was basically this woman who just graduated from City College Nursing School mm-hmm. and was injecting things into people's hoo hahs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she was she was being, I think, paid mightily to do so. Yeah. Uh, meaning Farrah Abraham was or was just getting free stuff. Pay for Should play. Should I tweet her, her this blind item? I mean, you can. Uh, see if she responds. You guys have a social media relationship. I feel like she follows you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. She I, she follows me, too. Um, I also followed her daughter the other day because I... No. Had to. Her daughter has a it's Twitter for work. account. It's for work. It's for work. Oh. Her daughter, because her daughter, she, okay. Her daughter has a clothing store. Her daughter is eight. Her daughter doesn't have a clothing exactly. store. Exactly. So she whores her daughter out exactly. for clothing. Precisely. As so a brand. I followed uh, the brand and I got a follow back from that too. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like Bradley do this. Let's see if you can get blocked. I bet you're going to get blocked. Ask her, say, how's your face? Just wondering. And then attach that. Yeah? No? Yeah, I'm doing it. Okay, good. All mm-hmm. right, let us know how that goes. So this sure. will be a fun thing to follow throughout the day. All right, now I have two confirmed blind items Ooh, that we can choose from. Oh, fun. Do we want to hear one about an act of kindness, or do we want to hear one that's a little gross? Yeah, gross. I mean, I want to go gross. gross. The act gross. of kindness I'm bored by right now. Let's okay. go gross. I'm bored by that. We're bored by kindness. We want to hear gross. Now, this is a confirmed blind item from crazydaysandnights.net, meaning they have published a name to go along with this blind item. Now, we have two names in this confirmed blind item. A former A-list reality star Mm -hmm. and his girlfriend. Okay. A former A-list reality star and his girlfriend. This former A-list reality star is making his celebrity offspring girlfriend give lap dances to their bodyguard and other prospective clients what? of the A-lister. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so wait. Oh, this is so okay. many layers. So the, so the girlfriend of this former A-list reality star is a celebrity, a celebrity offspring. offspring. Right. Okay, so what former A-list reality star is dating... The child of some an actor. Can I ask or a question? Or a celebrity. Or a celebrity. I, now, ah. no, celebrity offspring. Okay, celebrity. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is the A-list reality star A-list because of the reality show or an A-lister who had a reality show? Totally famous because of being in a reality show. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, screwed. that limits us a little bit. Um, I would not say that this person is talented in any way. Oh, great. Okay. Can you give us a network that the reality show appeared on? E. Okay. Now, this show still appears on E. However, he's not involved in it so much anymore. Okay. Um, because he broke up with one of the stars. Scott Disick's. Oh, that's right. Because he's dating. Um, is it Lionel Richie's daughter? Oh, yeah. Sophia Richie? Yeah. And he's making her give lap dances? Doesn't surprise me. You are disgusting. He's a pig anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's fill in the blank. Go back. Scott Disick is making his celebrity offspring girlfriend, Sophia Ritchie, give lap dances to their bodyguard and other prospective clients of the A-Lister. That's gross. And that's confirmed? That's confirmed. Okay, can I ask a question? names are attached to this blind item. Okay, can I ask, when they are confirmed, is that just when N.T. Lawyer, the guy who runs the site, who writes the blind items, he's a an entertainment lawyer who's very connected in Hollywood, does, is that just by his discretion? Like, if people are 
bubbling up enough about it that he goes, eh, we'll confirm that. Is that how that works? Maybe. I think okay. that it's one of those things where maybe we've seen kind of stories in the news uh, a little bit. So, you know, because I'll go back to something that he revealed today. Mm-hmm. It was a blind item that we speculated about earlier Ooh, this month. He confirmed this following blind item. The assets might be real on this A-list singer, but they have been lifted and moved and injected multiple times. So is that really real? Do you remember that blind item? Yes, and now I we can't talked remember about who it was. It. Well, now he has... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Confirmed that it is about Katy Perry. Oh, that's right. <sighs> Woof. Yes. All right. Okay, so we know that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Holly, for... That was kind of fun today. No and by the way, Yeah, versus every other day. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm just... Uh, it was especially fun. Maybe we can do a kind one tomorrow. Want to hear about something? We'll see. Doing- Let's okay, see what kind oh. of mood we're in. Because, you know... Okay. We might not be in the mood. Okay. Um, and we're still not in the mood for kindness because coming up, we're going to talk more about the allegations against Garrison Keeler. Allegations. That led to his firing. Mm, it's not good. We're going to talk to you about that after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Previously on Jason and Alexis. All of our shows will be moving to our Super Bowl home, which is the AC Hotel. So well, we're going to be down there, Celebrity Central. Yes. So if you, yeah, if you guys want to like uh, go downtown and try to spot celebrities for us, um, please do. You can get on Team Jason and Alexis for that. We ain't going to pay you. We may give you some moose soup, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you could be a celebrity spotter. Yeah. So. Oh, yes. And bragging rights and yeah. uh, stickers. We'll make some stickers. Uh, stickers? Yeah. <laughs> Let's make some stickers. I love her. Oh, sure, Lex. That'll, that'll go over and well. And stickers. And stickers, Dom. We'll make stickers. <laughs> what is she um, talking about? Let's do it. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. All right. Well, we are learning more about what happened leading up to the firing of Garrison Keeler from NPR. Uh, that's what we're talking about on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com and doing everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. I kind of feel like in order to. to to, to really dig deep into this, we have to kind of go back to the beginning or at least how it played out to us. So late in October, we heard the news uh, that Garrison Keillor had, uh, had that NPR had decided to sever ties with their relationship with Garrison Keillor. Um, basically, he did a lot of contract work for them, though he wasn't hosting a Prairie Home Companion anymore, which really was kind of what put him on the map. Um, they had decided to sever ties and they cited... 
uh, an anonymous uh, person who had uh, reported to them some sexual misconduct. And that's about all we knew. But it was from Garrison Keeler that we heard the story. And that story that we heard was about a time he went to console a woman and the back of her shirt was open and his hand went about six inches into her shirt on her bare back. And and he kind of used that as the telling of the story. Yeah, he made it sound like it was a very innocent mistake and he felt horrible at the time and apologized for it. But clearly, as um, you know, as we talk to you about the story, that is not the case. That was not the only thing that happened. Oh. And in fact, it was a lot worse. Uh, and in fact, that incident was not even reported in the 12-page report that was furnished by the anonymous person who, uh, who, who kind of started the ball rolling in the first place. And that's the thing I think is so interesting is I, it, I think what we see is Garrison Keillor trying to um, control the narrative by sharing his own version, although he did say in that initial statement as well, the story that you're hearing is far less dramatic or is more dramatic than the story as it actually happened, as most stories are. Now, NPR is not releasing the name of the person um, for a number of reasons, and they are also not going to release that 12-page letter that enumerates the multiple different behaviors and moments that that um, Garrison Keillor crossed lines. That's to protect the people involved. Yeah. But suffice it to say, there clearly is... More evidence or more. There was more going on than what we thought. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And a lot of it is really gross. And there's another thing that came out and a lot of people were talking about um, this last night. Everybody is talking about it. But but this is the thing that came up at my house. Right. So, you know, there's a lot to the story. But the thing that came up at my house that was interesting was this particular part of the story is that um, there was a person who uh, reported that Garrison Keillor, you know, he owned uh, owns a bookstore and apparently he, quote, wrote and publicly posted in his bookstore an off color limerick about a young woman who worked there and the effect she had on his state of arousal. Mm. I don't even know what that means. Uh, I don't need to know much more than that, (laughs) that he that he wrote it and posted it publicly in the bookstore about a woman that worked there. Um, Now, of course, interestingly, remember how he was so quick to talk. Is that Common Goods in St. Paul? Is that the one he owns? Yes. Uh, Yeah. On Snell. That you know, what's funny about that is that that used to be our like school bookstore for McAllister because it's like right on campus. But oh, really? Changed hands. And. Uh, now played host to a creepy Garrison Keillor yeah. story. So, Ooh. yay. Yuck. Go Mac. Um, <laughs> um, in any case, that happened in in 2012. Um, and I forgot, I was going to, I was going, I had a thought about that. Now I can't remember. Anyway. About the limerick? Yeah. And I can't remember what it was. Oh, what I was saying was, you know, early on when these allegations, when, when, the, when he first was, when the, they first severed ties, et cetera. Remember, he was so quick to talk. He was the one that sent the initial email to the press, et cetera, to control the narrative. Now he's he won't respond to anything. Yeah. Well, and I think it's because the, the truth is coming out. And I think he assumed probably that, you know, he needed to get out his narrative first. He needed to get out his side of the story first to shape opinion. And I will say that it absolutely did just that. There are a lot of people that came to Garrison Keillor's defense initially and really felt that he was getting a raw deal from NPR and 
um, you know, if you read, um, you know, if you read the statement from, um, if you read the statement from NPR, it's very clear that they were very careful to be thoughtful and slow and um, careful and about even revealing, respectful. Yeah, and and they didn't want to. They gave Garrison. It sounds like the benefit of the doubt in the way that they messaged the story. But what that did, of course, was leave a vacuum of uh, or leave a vacuum in which. Garrison could, you know, tell his tale and then people could come to his defense. Like, right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get people calling us, telling us that we're giving, you know, Garrison a raw deal, even in the talking of the story, because mm-hmm. there was such a, a backlash after the story first came out. But I think if you read this full accounting in the Pioneer Press that, um, you know, you're going to be kind of grossed out. It, yeah. I mean, the writing was sort of on the, the wall. I knew a lot. And I actually, re- I mean, I remember at the time mm-hmm. when I would hear people jump to his defense, I would, my response was generally, you know, uh, listen, a, a company doesn't let go of somebody on the grounds of sexual misconduct or sexual harassment unless they have some information that has been vetted to a degree. I mean, because that's how they cover their own butts, right? Like, so they're not going to just, they weren't that narrative. He obviously was trying to control it and make us think that it was less, um, less of a big deal than it actually was. Also, I, I also had this moment today when I was thinking about that story that he told that again, did not show up in the 12 page letter from the person who was victimized by him, but the story that Garrison Keeler told about consoling a woman and her shirt was open in the back and his hand went down her shirt about six inches on her bare back. Okay. So I was thinking about that today and I was thinking about how, when he told that story, it led people to just be like, well, it was an accident. Oh, don't worry about it. But then I really thought about what that would be like if I literally was sitting talking to a male coworker like you, for example, Bradley, like seriously think about this. And I was like, I was having a hard time. And you were like, I'm so sorry. And you put your hand six inches down my shirt. The reality of that, that is a violation, right? No matter which way you slice it, you don't accidentally get your hand in somebody's shirt. So it's funny to me now in retrospect that, that he was using that as sort of the excused behavior. Yeah. That it still is... Well, I think he was saying that like he wasn't aware that her shirt was open and when he put his hand on her back that he touched her back. And, you know, regardless, things if it were one thing, if it was a, a, you know, a quote unquote mistake, you know, it seems like both people would be confident and adult enough to sort of figure it out. But the other part of the narrative that just tells you a lot about Garrison and um and it's not in a, a good way, is the notion that he was fired. He wasn't fired. In fact, they didn't fire him from anything. They they essentially separated themselves from him, which mm-hmm. you know may sound like uh, one and the same, but they didn't have a direct... It's not like he worked as an employee of NPR. To my understanding, they had a relationship. Yeah. Um, and, and one that, frankly... Um, they wanted to move away from and they were willing to do it in a respectful way and he went to the media and said, oh, I've been fired because I touched a woman's back. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've been wondering maybe what's next for Garrison Keeler. Yeah, what's he up to? What is he up to? Well, we've got a creative way to figure that out uh, with a little Colleen and Bradley Theater. Stay tuned for that after this on My Talk 107.1.